0: Hi, this is Ben Lowell with Back to the Bible Canada and today's Truth In Life Today with Dr. John Newfeld and special guest today, Isaac Dagno. But we'll be talking about them in just a minute. I just wanted to uh, talk to you about some of the changes that are being made to Truth In Life Today, some things we're really excited about, I think that'll make this program even that much more important and special to you. Uh, it's gonna be insightful and relevant. So we're going through some transitions one of them you might notice is the surroundings around us. This doesn't look like a very nice uh, stage, but we're gonna be working on that, and the days ahead you're gonna see some transitions. So you're gonna be able to sort of walk with us through that, uh, but we're also gonna be making some format changes, and that uh, includes, uh, we'll always include Dr. John Newfeld as he brings us biblical insights into the uh, questions you share with us, but we're also going to have a special guest uh, every week, and today, uh, we want to welcome Isaac Dagno, who's the leader of In Doubt, mm-hmm. and that's our millennial ministry at Back to the Bible Canada. And uh, Isaac's going to be able to give us some some wonderful insights, I think, into the uh, the perspective of a different generation than maybe John and I are from, yep. uh, but an important perspective. And I think uh, what will be interesting is to see that the Bible continues to be relevant for that generation as it is for ours. There's really no difference in respect to God's Word. Uh, but perhaps some of the perceptions will be will be helpful for us. Uh, also, uh, we're going to be uh, continuing to receive your questions uh, for, each, for each time we meet together, and so you can go to backtothebible.ca and uh, send your questions in, and uh, you can also uh, uh, just phone them in at 1-800-663-2425, and you can continue to see or watch or listen to uh, Truth and Life today on all the same mediums you had before, and they'll be posted up on the screen as well. So anyways, let's get started today. We've got an incredible subject we're gonna be talking about today. And I think it's it's a very relevant one and a very timely one. And it was uh, sent in by someone, uh, the theme was sent in by someone, and so I thought, wow, this is something we need to talk Mm -hmm. about. Uh, The last number of weeks, uh, we've we've seen some incredible, uh, disastrous things happening around the world, natural disasters that have decimated uh, full countries uh, let alone uh, communities in, in Mexico and Florida and we think of the Caribbean and even those places that aren't perhaps as, uh, as, as close to us, uh, but in India, the floods in India, and we've seen property decimated, we've seen lives being taken, we've seen uh, families being broken apart. And so I think it's, it's a timely issue to talk about natural disasters and God's place in them. His sovereignty in them, and so that's what we want to do. We want to discuss that today, and share some of our thoughts, and give a give give us a sort of a biblical perspective of of uh, uh, of what what does that mean? How is God implicated in natural disasters? And maybe I can just throw that general question out to you right away, John. How is God
1: implicated in natural disasters? Well, it doesn't do any good at all to say God's not involved in this, yeah, because the text of Scripture. And it's not in just a few places, but there are all manner of places, especially in the Psalms. God sits enthroned over the waters. Mm -hmm. And so we have this, sense: the Lord of glory thunders, who will not fear. Um, God is constantly giving, I mean, he he stirs up the waters at his hand. So all of that comes about from the book of Psalms. And I don't think that we can get away from that, that the waters are in God's hands. And he moves them as he wills. I, I will be on that and say that, that Amos chapter 3, verse 6 says, um, does disaster come to the city unless, says Amos, the Lord has not allowed it. He says, unless the Lord has caused it. Wow. wow. Yeah. You know, so some of us really struggle when we hear that, but over and over again, Scripture indicates that God causes these things to happen, uh, that they are determined by his will. Yeah. Uh, ben, if I can just take it one step further, and just take us to Colossians 1, verse 17. And in Colossians 1:17, um, it not only says that Christ is the creator of all things, but it says in verse 17, but in him, all things hold together. So God not only creates the physical universe, but he moment by moment sustains it, hmm. co- directing its course at every single microsecond. Yeah. Um, the reason why atoms don't fly apart is because he holds them together. And so the universe continues to exist and function the way that it does because of his moment-by-moment moment attention to these things. So, yeah. I mean, that's the testimony of Scripture. So yeah. it will yeah. do no good at all to say, well, you know, God has nothing
0: to do with it. God has everything to do with yeah, it. Yeah, That's interesting because when we were gonna talk about this, I started looking through the Bible, uh, trying to decide for myself, you know, where is the evidence of what's, what's happening here? Yeah. And I came over and over and over again. There is so many passages of Scripture mm-hmm that reference the fact that God is in complete control. Yeah. Nobody else is in control, God is in nature isn't in control of itself. Satan has no dominion over it, it's God. And you know, we look at passages uh, uh, like Luke 8:25. He commands even winds and water and they obey him. In Psalm 147, he sends forth his command to the earth. He gives snow like wool, he scatters hoarfrost like ashes. He hurls down his crystals of ice like crumbs. Who can stand before his cold? This is good for Canadians. Canadians understand this. He makes his wind blow and his waters flow. And uh, Job says he shakes the earth out of its place and its pillars tremble. There is no question when you look into the word
1: that God is in control of this. One step further even, and if I might quote Proverbs 16.33, It says, the die is cast into the lap, but it's every decision is from the Lord. So I think, Ben, we're not only talking about sovereignty, we're talking about meticulous sovereignty, down to the details, down to every roll of the dice. Mm -hmm. So there is no randomness in nature. In fact, there is only God's permission, his direction, and his sending the elements to fulfill his will. There it is. You know, and...
0: And it's incredible to think about this, how powerful that is, and that God can cause volcanoes and he can cause uh, hurricanes and tornadoes and all these types of things. You know, when you think about that, and you think, well, how awesome and powerful God is. But then we recognize the other side of the coin is, when these things are happening, lives are being taken. And this is where we struggle, I think, uh, you know, of trying to understand what's happening here, and and, and and Isaac, give us a perspective. I mean, uh, you're in, uh, certainly a different generation than myself, but this must be a struggle for every generation, but maybe particularly yours, as, as we see sort of the sense of God has to be a God of love, and tolerance, totally, and comfort, yeah. Yeah. and all these other things, but certainly uh, not a God of judgment, yeah. or vengeance, yeah. or disaster.
2: For sure, and like it's interesting because you know, a, a lot of times Christian young adults will be in churches and they'll read books and they'll hear hear, hear sermons uh, in which the phrase, God is in control of all things, is said and and it seems as if that young adult Christian is totally in agreement with that. Uh, but the reality is is when something like this happens, let's say a hurricane comes and wipes out a whole s- state or whatever it may be, uh, I feel like a lot of the times for young adults, they're their thinking is only—it's so surface. It's so—it's so—it's so external. So they'll understand, okay. Well, God is love. Let's say that's what they've been told so much. But then this happens. So it—it it's, it's only stays at the surface. It doesn't go down deeper than that. And I, I think one of the issues with young adults a lot of the time is that because we live in this generation where uh, social media and the internet and all these different things are so second nature to us, um, it hasn't really given us a, the time to to think more critically about who God is. And, and you know, when, when John was talking about the fact that God does control everything, and that these verses that you guys are talking about, for a lot of Christian young adults, they can't really fathom a God like that. And it makes me think, it's something that you've said a lot, but if we start thinking about these big questions in a human-centered way, which a lot of the times we do just naturally because of our sinful hearts, it's not gonna make any sense. But if we start God-centered, then it will make sense. And you know, again, as you were saying that whole first thing, I think a lot of young adults hear that and say, well, that's not the God that I worship. And that's, maybe that's something that we need to hear.
0: You know, I think we come down to the sort of our, our God of our own imagination. Of course. Right? And I think, you know, and somehow, and, I, and I'm gonna turn it back over to you for a second, John, cause you said something uh, prior to our, our program today that I wanna bring up, but you know, we can look at the millennials and say, well, they don't understand. But really, you know, we look back to my generation and yours and say, hey, maybe we lost grip a little bit earlier, and maybe our our attention to the details of the Word of God we've sort of forsaken, and thus we don't understand this God anymore.
1: Well, yeah, I think, you know, and and I, I agree with Isaac, but I think there's something unique that's happened in North America for the last 70 years, and that is we have gone from the end of the Second World War. In which, to the most part, North America has lived in relative ease and security, and it's really a a unique period of time if you consider world history. You know, Ben, as you were talking about all the disasters that happen, um, I can't help but reflect on not only you know these these natural disasters, but right now in Myanmar, Mm. I mean, there's 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 uh, you know Muslims are being slaughtered. And there's this huge crisis that's happened. So all these refugees are, are running over. I mean, and where are they going? I mean, they're going to countries that are among the poorest countries in the world. They're going from the frying pan into the fire. So, you know, we see the earth in convulsion. Yeah. Um, and it's, what's I think fascinating to, to people, and this is what you're raising, Isaac, is that we've never had the sense that, you know, God indeed directs these affairs. So the question is, what in the world is God saying when he's saying this stuff? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's what we should be asking rather than making excuses and saying, you know, God's not really in control is, because he keeps telling us he is. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think that's an incredible point
0: and an incredible segue because what I think we've established today at, at the very least is that God is in control, Yeah. that, uh, that there's, there's no such thing as mother nature being in control, God is in control. Satan can only do what God allows him to do. So ultimately, all of these disasters that we're witnessing for, for some reason are part of God's plan and God's purpose.
2: So I, I guess the question is, and I think a lot, not just young adults, but a lot of people have is, how do we reconcile this God of love with a God who commands and ordains and allows these natural disasters that do take many lives?
0: And I'm gonna cut you off right there, guys, yep. because we're done for today. But we're gonna continue this same conversation, but I think we're gonna be able to make it a little bit more personal now. You know, why does this happen? What is the purpose for all this? How does it impact lives? Why would a God of love allow this to happen? And so remember to join us again next week as we continue our conversation about natural disasters and God's sovereignty right here on Back to the Bible Canada, Truth and Life Today.
2: We hope you're enjoying the new Truth and Life Today show with Dr. John Newfeld. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode each week. But we want you to be involved in the show. To submit your own personal questions to Dr. John, you can email us at info at or find us on Facebook by searching Truth and Life Today.